What's going on, everybody? This is the Gorilla Man, and you're listening to the B&B Sports Show Podcast, minus the other B. I am running solo tonight. Sorry I missed uh, week seven picks. Uh, I was under the flu. I got a, for the first time, I got a pneumonia shot, and sure as shit, gave me pneumonia. What are the odds, right? Gives you something to try to prevent it and gives it to you anyway. So anyways, moving on. uh, I'm going to do both myself's and Ben's picks for week 8 of the NFL season and week 9 of the college football top 25 games and also local uh, in-state schools. So let's go ahead and... uh, See who Ben picked. We'll go ahead and go through the whole list of what he what he took. And so for the Thursday night game, he picked the Vikings, and I also took the Vikings. Um, and then, sorry, I should have said it's the Redskins versus the Vikings, and he took the Vikings. My bad on that. So anyways, so then uh, it's the Seattle Seahawks versus the Atlanta Falcons. And he took the Seahawks, and I'm taking the Seahawks as well. Um, Without Matt Ryan, I don't see the Falcons winning much more this season. Hell, even with Matt Ryan, it's kind of looking like a wash. It's crazy how... uh, how the season kind of turned out for them, so. Okay, so moving on. We have the Philadelphia Eagles versus the Buffalo Bills. Um, I went with the Buffalo Bills, and he also did. Uh, he also went with the Buffalo Bills. I think that their defense is going to be pretty tough. <clears throat> the Eagles can move the ball, but um, if the same... Eagles team that showed up against the Cowboys last week show up this week it's not going to be a good game for them at all okay so moving on to the next game it's the Los Angeles Chargers versus the Chicago Bears Bears got pretty much embarrassed this last uh, last game against the Saints so I'm thinking that they're going to try to do a little redemption um, Mitch Trubisky and Chase Daniels are both horrible quarterbacks. They need to figure something out. Um, definitely need to run the ball a lot more and keep the defense fresh because when the defense is on the field 80% of the time, you get those kind of results. So I would definitely, uh, I would at least think that they can beat the Chargers. But the Chargers have been another team also that has been up and down. I mean, they're only 2-5 and five this season. They got nothing to lose, so they're going to play their hardest. Could be an upset, but I think the Bears pull it off. And then we got the winless Cincinnati Bengals versus the Los Angeles Rams. I took the Rams, and so did Ben. Um... I don't know. It's uh, 
been one of those kind of seasons. I don't know what the deal is with the Bengals, but uh, not having A.J. Green has definitely hurt that team a lot more than than people really even knew about. So, so I'm taking the Rams, and he's taking the Rams on that game. And then uh, this is going to be a good game, I think. I think it'll be a lot better than what people think it's going to be. Uh, Denver Broncos versus the Indianapolis Colts. Um, both Ben and I are taking the Colts on this game. But Broncos defense could, you know, show some strength and try to prevent them from moving the ball as much as they have been. So Colts have been a really fucking good team. I'm really impressed with how they've been playing the last few weeks. Beat the Chiefs, and then I think last week they beat the... What was it the Ravens? Not sure. No, the Ravens beat the Seahawks. Um, having a brain for who the hell they played. I know they played. I think actually they were on their bye week last week. But hell, I don't know. Don't pay any attention to me. It's three thirty in the morning. I'm just trying to get this done. <laughs> so, anyways, um, both of us took the Colts on that game. And then we have the New York Giants. And the Detroit Lions. Both have only won two games. But uh, the Lions, for a two-win team, they're really a lot better than what uh, their record shows. I've been really kind of impressed with them this season compared to uh, what they were last year. I just think they have a better better overall team or whatever, so... I'm taking the Lions, and Ben's taking the Lions on that game. And then we have the Tampa Bay Buccaneers versus the Tennessee Titans. Ryan Tannehill starting for the Titans right now. Marcus Mariota is going to be riding the bench for a while. Um, I think this is probably going to be both Jameis Winston's and Marcus Mariota's last season with their teams. It's kind of odd, you know. They both got drafted the same, uh, same draft. Both uh, Mariota one and Jameis Winston two. So I mean, it was uh, kind of crazy how both of them could end up on different teams next season. Probably not as a starter, but maybe a backup at some point. Um, I think the Ryan Tannehill gives that uh, Tennessee Titans offense a little bit more of a spark. Um, He's a lot more injury prone. He doesn't have the best um, pocket awareness, but uh, it just goes to show you when you have a good offensive line blocking for you, you can pretty much play it pretty good. So we're both taking the Titans on this game. So I think it should be Kind of a snoozer, but I think the Titans win pretty good. Alright, then moving on to the next game is the Arizona Cardinals versus the New Orleans Saints. Um, Saints have been on a terror, man. I tell you what, they are a very impressive team. The, the NFC this season is fucking loaded with talent. Um, Cardinals coming off on a back-to-back wins. 
I just don't see them going into New Orleans and beating the, the Saints. Saints defense has just been playing way too good. Teddy uh, Bridgewater has been definitely playing decent uh, in the absence of uh, Drew Brees. So I think the Saints win this pretty good. I wouldn't bet any money on it, but I think that they can probably win by at least three touchdowns or at least two. Okay, so then we got the New York Jets versus the Jacksonville Jaguars. I I took the Jaguars and so did Ben. And by the way, we both took the Saints in the last game also. Um, Jets got absolutely embarrassed on Monday Night Football. Um, 33 to nothing. Sam Darnold was fucking seeing ghosts, apparently. At least that's what he said when he was mic'd up. Kind of embarrassing. Um, this could definitely be a trap game for the Jaguars. I can look for the Jets to come out there and at least put up a pretty good fight at least. Um, I know I think they lost uh, Jamal Adams, I believe, on their defensive line for the Jets. So that's definitely going to hurt their defense. Um, I still think the Jaguars pull it off, but look for the Jets to to be the upset on this on this game. But we both took the Jags. Now this one, well, there's actually two uh, top games of this week: uh, the Carolina Panthers versus the undefeated San Francisco 49ers or Santa Clara. <laughs> But um, me and Ben both took uh, the 49ers in this game. But boy, that uh, Kyle, the Carolina Panthers uh, backup quarterback, he has been playing lights out. And then when you got Christian McCaffrey pretty much carrying the whole team on his back, it's it's hard to hard to compete against them. They're on a, I believe a four game winning streak, so. This one definitely could be a major upset. Panthers could go in there and shit stomp the 49ers, and this guy could be falling afterwards. But I look for the for the 49ers just to try to at least stay undefeated this week. But this could also be their first loss of the season. And then we got the Cleveland Browns versus the. New England Patriots. I mean Patriots, sorry. Um Browns, man. They looked so good before the season started. And then once it started, they just shit the bed. You got uh Odell Beckham crying that he's not getting the ball as much, which I pretty much predicted that he was gonna start doing that shit. Um Hell, they were even talking about trading him. So, I mean, it's just kind of like, what the fuck? Spend all that money to bring him in, and then you want to get rid of him. Well, obviously, he's a cancer, so... Uh, and then also, in today's news, um, Josh Gordon is put on uh, IR, or whatever, injured reserve from the Patriots. Um, apparently, his knee is injured or something like that, and... Uh, they're pretty much going to cut him. I think this will probably be the last straw with the team. 
whether or not it makes a bit of a difference because they just got that Sanyu or whatever from the Atlanta Falcons traded to the Patriots for, I think, a second-round pick. And then also um, Emmanuel Sanders from the Denver Broncos was shipped out to the 49ers, which will help that wide receiver core out there pretty good. I didn't mean I forgot to bring that up too. So, but um, I, I we both picked the Patriots, but I do believe Akeem Hunt is coming back this week. I'm not 100 percent for the Browns. I don't know if they, if he's suspended all the way through Week Eight or if he gets to come back Week Eight. I'll have to look that up. But uh, if he comes back, I mean, look for them to run the ball on that defense. I think it's going to be a lot closer game than a lot of people are going to give them credit for. So, go Browns. I hope they beat them fucking cheating fucking piece of shits. Okay. Then we got the Oakland Raiders versus the Houston Texans. I, uh, I took the Houston Texans and Ben took the Oakland Raiders. Don't know what his thinking was on that one, but, um... I think the Texans are going to definitely bounce back from last week's loss against the Chiefs. Or no, they beat the Chiefs. I remember who the hell they lost to. Oh, they that, okay, that was the team. Uh, the Texans lost to the Colts this last weekend. So I look for them to bounce back this week, especially against the Raiders. Raiders got shit stomped by the Packers. I mean, absolutely fucking destroyed. <clears throat> now this game would have been probably one of the top probably best games of the week um, had Patrick Mahomes not went down with an injury last week so I took the Packers to win this but Ben for some reason took the Chiefs he must see something different than I do in this game so it's a little odd so we got two different on this one so far. Um, yeah, I just don't see the Chiefs being able to pull this off without the Patrick Mahomes at the helm. If he, for some reason, I don't know, it's it, apparently they had him practicing yesterday and uh, they didn't know, they said that they weren't for sure if they were going to rule him out for Sunday's game. Which, to me, honestly, it is just way, way, way too soon to bring him back after that kind of an injury. Uh, his kneecap dislocated or something. And um, it was pretty bad, but he got very, very lucky. And I would really hate for them to rush him back to the, to the game. Because they do have Matt Moore. I mean, he's not a very good quarterback, but he can at least try to get you, know, like, three wins or whatever while... Patrick Mahomes is out. I wouldn't take a risk on bringing him back right away. That's just me. You don't want him to end up being like RG3 and basically being done his whole career because he fucked up his knees too early in his career. He's too valuable for the to the NFL because uh, Brady's going downhill faster than shit. So, and that's and that's another thing too. The rumors have been going around that. He's selling his house. His trainer's selling his house. Um, they've avoided pretty much, like, saying that, you know, like, his contract is up after this season. 
So he will essentially be a free agent after this season. So, I mean, there's talks that he might be going to Tennessee because uh, his old coach that used to coach for the Patriots is head coach there, and him and Brady are like best friends. So, I mean, look for Tom Brady to go to a number of uh, coaches that used to be in the, under the Brady tr- or the Belichick tree or whatever. Uh, you got the Lions head coach, you got Tennessee Titans, well, you got Houston Texans, but there ain't no way in hell that he's going to go in there over Deshaun, Deshaun Watson, so, and then you got Brian Flores of the Miami Dolphins, but no way in fucking hell do I want Tom Brady to be there. Actually, you know, I wouldn't mind it, let him come, so I'd like, I'd like to watch fucking defensive players just fucking kill him every goddamn fucking play, because it would just prove that he's nothing without Bill Belichick. But that's just my opinion. So anyways, Ben took the Chiefs. I took the Packers in that game. And then we had the Monday night game. The Miami Dolphins. The winless, hopeless, fucking Tank for Tula fucking Miami Dolphins versus the Pittsburgh Steelers. Um, I'm diehard Miami Dolphin fan through and through. But this team, I mean, we showed a lot of fight. Against the Bills, uh, we just petered out at the end. I just, um, I don't know. We don't play good in primetime. Seems like every time that we have a game on primetime, on Monday or a Thursday night game, we always shit the bed and we get our asses blown out the water. Steelers do not have a team that can fucking blow us out. I'll say that right now. But I look for them to maintain the winning percentage on us. So I got the Steelers winning this game, and so doesn't Ben. As much as that hurts me to say that. So then we got uh, some college football picks that we decided to go through. And I believe he's only got 10 picks for them, so... Let's go from the top. We have Oklahoma versus Kansas State. Oklahoma's undefeated. They're ranked number five in the country. I honestly think Oklahoma should be able to beat them pretty precisely. But uh, Kansas State's one of those teams that, over the years, has had Oklahoma's number. I know my brother-in-law, for a fact, um... And he would watch the game with me. Like, he refuses to watch the Kansas State game and the Texas Longhorn games with me. Because it seems like every single time that Oklahoma plays either one of these teams and I'm watching it with them, Oklahoma loses. So I even messaged him the other day and asked him if uh, he wanted me to come over to watch the Kansas State game. He told me to go fuck myself, which I don't blame him because I, don't want, <laughs> I wouldn't want anybody coming over to jinx my team. So... Um, I'm still taking Oklahoma to win this game. Should be a, a good game, but uh, it's also could be a real, pretty much a trap game for them. So if they lose this game, they're pretty much essentially out of the playoff and championship talks, in my opinion. But Jalen Hurst is playing one hell of a game, one hell of a quarterback. So let's just find out. We'll see what happens. Um, this next game probably would have been a lot better 
had uh, Wisconsin not lost to fucking Illinois of all fucking teams last week by a last minute field goal or last second field goal or whatever. Um, but it's the number 13 Wisconsin Badgers versus the number 3 Ohio State Buckeyes. Um, both of us are taking the Buckeyes. If, if Ohio State can stop the run, then I think that, that the Wisconsin just doesn't have any, have enough weapons to really go against that high powered offense. I'm actually picking Ohio State to probably win the national championship this season just because their team is so fucking fast and loaded and just unreal this season. So, we both took Ohio State in that game. And then we have Virginia versus Louisville. And he took... Virginia, and I'll take Virginia as well. Then we got uh, number six, Penn State versus Michigan State. Uh, as much as I hate Penn State, they're playing some pretty good ball. They beat the shit out of Michigan last week, so I'll stick with Penn State, and they'll they'll beat Michigan State. And then you got number 15, Texas versus TCU, the Horn Frogs. Uh, we both took Texas, so, yeah, I'll take Texas, too. And you got a really good game. Um, the number nine, Auburn, versus the number two, LSU. As much as I like Auburn, and I think that they're doing really good this season, um, LSU is just unreal. I mean, they're the most highest-scoring uh, offensive team in the in the college football right now, so I gotta I gotta go with LSU in this game. It's just too much power for for Auburn's defense to control or to contain. So uh, then you got uh, UCF versus Temple. I'm gonna take Temple on this one, and so did Ben. Ben took LSU in the last one too. Also, um, Temple man, they've been really impressive this season. It's pretty crazy how good they've been. Oh, I think I had a couple upsets last week, or a few weeks ago, and I told Ben that Temple was going to upset somebody that was ranked. And sure shit, Temple upset him. I always get the last laugh on that stuff, so... <laughs> but anyways, um... And then we have the number 18 order... Or number 8, sorry... Number 8, Notre Dame, versus the number 19, Michigan Wolverines. The Wolverines have been struggling so bad. I actually think that Jim Harbaugh, <clears throat> he might be looking for a way out. Maybe possibly to come back to the NFL. I mean, there's there's a few teams out there that could definitely use a coach of his caliber. I would really love to see the Miami Dolphins go after him, but... We're kind of stuck with Jim with uh, Brian Flores for the next three, three to four years. So, be that as it may, the Wolverines have been struggling hard. They won against Iowa Hawkeyes, and ever since then, they've just been pretty much stuck in neutral. So, we're both taking Notre Dame on this game, even though it's played in the big house. 
both Ben and I are taking Notre Dame to win. You got uh, Utah State versus Air Force. Ah, Air Force, man, the air raid offense, man. It's pretty tough to contain that. So I'm, I'm going to go with Air Force, and Ben's going with Air Force as well. Then we have uh, Washington State versus Oregon. Yeah, I was so high on Washington State this season, but they've been pretty much, uh, ever since that UCLA game, they've been kind of shit in the bed. But that was probably one of the best fucking... What was it, like, six overtime game or something like that? I can't remember. It was one of the better games that I've seen this season. Other than the Hawaii versus Arizona game, that was probably my favorite game this season to watch. I mean, it was just unbelievable how good that game was. I wish I could... Uh, I'm going to probably go on to YouTube one of these nights and, and uh, re-watch that game because it was just so so much fun watching it. People don't realize how much fun these fucking games are. Even though the teams aren't really that popular or whatever, they put up a hell of a fight. So you got you can't can't uh, not watch them. So, but we're both taking Oregon on this game. I think they're just they're going to be too much that for that Herbert or whatever quarterback for Oregon. I think he's just going to be too much for Washington State's defense to handle. So, and then we have. <clears throat> the local teams for us, we have Oklahoma State versus Iowa State. Um, Iowa State is undefeated the last two seasons in the month of October. I look for Iowa State to continue that trend. They've been playing really good ball. As much as I don't like the Cyclones, they are playing some pretty damn good ball right now, um, so I'm gonna I'm gonna take them beating the Cowboys, but Ben is taking Oklahoma State over the Cyclones, and then we have, and by the way, Iowa State's ranked 23rd, and Iowa is ranked number 20 now, so we got Iowa versus Northwestern. And I gotta tell you, Northwestern, it seems like every fucking year, Northwestern beats us somehow. I mean, they'll come in as an underdog or something. I don't know. It just seems like they always have our number every fucking time we play them. So, and our offense has been really struggling. It's It's been probably the worst offensive team I've seen in the last at least 10 years that I've been really watching the Iowa Hawkeyes play and stuff, which is, you know, saying something, because, who was it, um, Jake Rudock wasn't all that great. Um, CJ Beathard was okay. Well, he took us 12-0, and 0, so, I mean, he was pretty good. Ricky Stanzi was one of the best ones I've seen. I think uh, Jake Christensen was one of the worst ones, too. We had quite a few quite a few bad ones over the years. I don't want to dog on any of them because they're a hell of a lot better than I could ever be. That's for damn sure. But, um, I don't know. Nate Stanley just, he's so fucking hot and cold. I mean, the, the kid can play. He's like, kind of like a big Ben type quarterback, but he just isn't smart 
with the football, it doesn't make any sense. It seems like every fucking time that he gets any kind of pressure, like all the all the defense has to do is is fucking blitz, and he just freezes and just lets him sack him. I mean, he doesn't. He isn't a mobile quarterback, so he can't, you know, run out of the pocket and fucking throw on the run or anything. If he does, he throws across his body and fucking throws an interception. So it's like, you know, there's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. Um, but I, I honestly, as, as much as I, I'm so scared to say it, but you know, like, I'm gonna take the Hawkeyes. Ben took the Hawkeyes also, but it's just like, man, Northwestern. They always have our number for some fucking reason. I just don't get it. And they got their asses. They got shit stomped against Ohio State, which, you know, Ohio State's really good this season. So, I mean, it's not really saying a whole lot, but I'm, I'm sure it was, I think Wisconsin's going to get their asses handed to them against Ohio State this week. So, But anyway, so then we got uh, the last uh, pick of the night is the UNI Panthers versus Missouri State. Missouri State's only won one game all season, so um, it is at Missouri State. So, I mean, that could be a little troublesome. So, But I think you and I can get it. They're 4-2, they're I believe. I'm not 100%, but um, they've been playing some pretty good ball. So... I think uh, they'll end up beating them. And then um, I wanted to add, also Ben took you and I also on that one. Um, and then one that we didn't discuss, because I didn't tell him about it, but uh, we got the Iowa Central Tritons at Fort Dodge team versus the Independence Community College. And if uh, any of you have Netflix or whatever and, and wanted to watch uh, Last Chance You from this last season, season two of it. That's what the the Independence Community College was on there. And uh, it was, I mean, I, I know they, they got rid of their coach, but <clears throat> they're uh, they're four and three, I believe. And, and I think, um, I think the Tritons are also four and three. So, and both teams are coming off of a big win. So, and, and that's, uh, gonna be here in Fort Dodge on Saturday at one o'clock so man that'd be a fun game to go watch I don't know if uh don't know if I'm gonna have any money to do it or not but I guess time will tell but uh I'm gonna take my Tritons I think that we can beat them I haven't really watched a whole lot of tape on them but they've been playing some pretty damn good ball the last few years they've upset quite a few teams and it'd be also cool if uh if Netflix happened to be here, so we'll find out, I guess. So yeah, that's uh, pretty much all the picks for the night, and it's about 30 minutes into it, and I think I did okay for by myself. Hopefully, uh, I think the next time Ben and I were actually considering, he just got this uh, new setup so that he could hook up two microphones into his uh, computer so we could uh, we could start doing uh, studio fucking uh, podcasts that we could both be in the same room together so that, that's going to be interesting and be pretty cool um, looking forward to that but yeah um, we're pretty much uh, trying to get this 
off the ground and trying to get as much uh, info and everything that's going on right now out to the world. Um, it's been a little... It's basketball season's just started up, and then uh, we're on the World Series, and it's already uh, the Washington Nationals are up two games to none over the Houston Astros. So it's the it's the Washington Nationals' very first World Series, um, and pretty much a memorable. I mean. I know a lot of Yankee fans, they're a bunch of butthurt fucking vaginas that their team got their asses spanked by the fucking Houston Texas, or Houston Astros, sorry. <laughs> Football's on my mind, sorry. But, um, you know, like, I, I don't, I'm one of those kind of people that I don't talk shit or whatever, I mean, because obviously I don't have a, I don't even have a horse in the race, it doesn't matter. I'm a Blue Jays fan through and through, so... But, uh, I'd like to see the Houston uh, Astros win it, but, man, going down two to nothing in the World Series is going to be tough to do, and they go back to Washington for Game 3. It's just a fun time of year, because, like, I know a lot of people wonder, like, how the hell did you become a Blue Jays fan living in Iowa your whole life, never even been to Toronto? Well, it's, it's interesting. Um, my grandpa was, he lived in, in, in Toronto. He grew, he was born in Toronto and lived there in, in Canada all the way until he met my, I think he was, I don't remember what he was doing. He was, got a visa or whatever to work in the United States back in the fifties. And then, uh, he met my grandma somewhere. Or actually, before then, it would have been in the 40s. I can't think of it. But uh, I think he was born in the 40s, but I'm not sure. I'm not really sure <laughs> what year he was born. But um, but anyways, so he moved down here, and then uh, he started. Uh, he was a big. He was a big baseball fan and stuff. And when Toronto formed their team in '76, um, he decided he's just going to be a uh, Toronto Blue Jays fan because he he liked the Montreal Expos and then the Expos pretty much they're the Washington Nationals now so they disbanded that team which was before the Blue Jays or before after the Blue Jays won their World Series but um but it was just like you know he was from Toronto and once they had a team in Toronto he's like I'm gonna I'm gonna stick to that team so Back in 92 and 93, my grandpa and I, we would uh, hang out together and watch the World Series. And, you know, I was, I think I was like eight and nine, eight and then nine, yeah, years old when the World Series happened. And I didn't really remember too much about the first World Series because um, I was still pretty, like, in that stage where, like, uh, this is kind of boring because I didn't know what was going on. You know, I didn't know... I didn't really care for baseball. I was more about a football person. But my grandpa, with his passion about it and stuff, and he just started talking about it. And and uh, the more he would talk about it, the more I was, like, get into it and stuff. And then the fact that we won the first World Series in 92, and, like, we were just so fucking happy, you know. And, and then 93 came, and 
like I remember forget it it was right around Halloween time and in October or whatever and, and his birthday is actually today which is kind of ironic that I'm doing a podcast the day that he was he was born so um yeah it was uh it was really cool like how we got to watch the Blue Jays it was we watched it down in his shop down in the basement of my grandpa my grandma grandpa's house and he had like these old uh barber chairs that that barbers had used whatever and and we were watching it on a 12 inch black and white tv so like you couldn't tell who the hell which team was i mean you could tell just because of the blue jays logo but that was about it you know like it, it was it was something special you know that me and him both kind of you know shared together you know like and and me being like one of like 12 grandkids at that time you know that was pretty special that i actually got that one-on-one -on -one connection with them and then uh 94 he developed lung cancer and and then lung cancer and prostate cancer and he lived maybe three months into 94 and then passed away shortly after his birthday which was today um, probably about a month or so after his birthday he died so it was I guess it was a lot more than <laughs> he was about a month into uh, I think about November or whatever of 94 so he he made it uh, almost the whole year of 94 I take that back that he died before but um, it was just something that I'll never forget and you know like I'm going to carry on that tradition, my son and I, and my, I know my my daughter and my wife don't really give two shits about baseball, but, you know, like, we don't get it televised here in Iowa very often, so I usually have to stream everything when I do watch anything, so, um, it's, it's kind of a cool deal, like, just the expression from both of my kids' faces when, when the Blue Jays almost went to, the, went to the World Series a few years ago. I'll never forget it. It was one of the best seasons ever to be a Blue Jays fan, but then you find out, you know, not all Blue Jay fans are like the like the coolest, nicest people in the world, you know, some Canadian motherfuckers, they're a bunch of assholes. I think I, I left more Blue Jay fan groups on Facebook than I ever did like dolphin groups and stuff because don't get me wrong i mean all fan bases have really bad fans patriots are by far the worst fan base out of all of them i got five or six maybe six patriot fans that i can tolerate and i'm really good friends with because they're not the ones that like fucking oh tom brady to go and like constantly showing fucking tom brady fucking pictures or whatever it's like we get it you like to suck dick and you want to suck his i mean i don't i don't know every time tom brady farts do you know what he had for breakfast or something because you have his your head so far up his fucking ass it's just pathetic but um you know it's like i get it there's a lot of fans that are that are douchebags dolphin fans are just up there right right with everyone else too so I can't really say a whole lot, but like a lot of people just don't understand how uh, 
how pathetic some people can be at times. I left a lot of groups because of them. Fucking just being morons. Giving the fan base a bad name, you know? It's like, I don't want to be affiliated with any of that shit. I had one Blue Jays group that I was in. The dude was making fun of a kid that was fucking disabled or whatever. And telling him that, you know, because the kid was in a wheelchair. And he's like, it'd be funny if somebody lit you on fire or whatever. And it's like, what the fuck? And I stood up for him and then I was the bad guy. I got kicked out of the group for fucking standing up for the kid. It's like, I get it. You know, like, he may, like, be able to take a joke. But, you know, with my son being disabled the way that he is and, and is terminally ill... I don't tolerate that shit. I don't tolerate people fucking making fun of kids with disabilities or or terminally ill people, you know. It's like, you can say whatever the fuck you want about me, call me fat, whatever you want to do. I, I could really give two shits less because deep down I know there isn't a person on Facebook that talks shit to me, would ever say anything to my, to my face. Because... Not very many people have the balls to do it. I'm not saying I'm this big, bad, badass motherfucker, but you know, I'm 32 and 0 in fighting. I mean, I'm not trying to brag, but it's like I'm not looking for no fights, but I ain't afraid of nobody. That's for damn sure. Take that as whatever you want. Ben can back me up on that too. Like, I've had his back in so many fights. I'm not afraid of anybody. It's just how I am. That's just how I roll. And I always have everybody's back that's my, my friends and shit. So, but yeah, we're getting way off topic. And I apologize for <laughs> reminiscing about old time shit. But um, I think I'm going to probably call it a night. And I just uh, want to say thanks to whoever's listening. Um, continue to listen. Share the podcast with your friends and uh till we meet again this is the gorilla man signing out from the b&b sports show podcast thank you for listening peace